0: Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 356, the third Sunday of Lent, Year C. In the second reading today, St. Paul has some very strong words for the community of Corinth. St. Paul warns them very sternly, Be on your guard. He lists three great dangers that can absolutely poison any community. Complacency, self-indulgence, and a culture of complaint and negativity. Each of these three vices is absolutely lethal to any community. Criticism, ongoing gossip and complaint in a community will tear the community apart and render it useless. The readings this weekend also highlight the vital connection between God's nature and doing justice. Between our love of God, who acts on that love in practical ways to help those who suffer. This is Faith, Hope and Love.
1: God, my help save me from... I shall sing and
0: My eyes are always on the Lord, for he rescues my feet from the snare. Turn to me and have mercy on me, for I am alone and poor. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone, and peace and patience to you all, as we gather together on this third Sunday of Lent to offer praise, prayers, and intercession to our loving God. My brothers and sisters, to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries, let us first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you call your people to turn away from sin. Lord, have mercy. You teach us wisdom and write your truth in our inmost heart. Christ, have mercy. You forgive sins through the ministry of reconciliation. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray that God will give us mercy through fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. O God, author of every mercy and of all goodness, who in fasting, prayer, and almsgiving have shown us a remedy for sin, Look graciously on this confession of our lowliness, that we who are bowed down by our conscience may always be lifted up by your mercy. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen.
2: A reading from the book of Exodus. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. Moses looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight, and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that Moses had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Then God said, Come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. God said further, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land, to a good and broad land a land flowing with milk and honey. But Moses said to God, If I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this my memorial for all generations. The Word of the Lord The Lord is kind
0: and merciful. My soul, give thanks to the Lord. All my being bless his holy name. My soul, give thanks to the Lord and never forget all his blessings. It is he who forgives all your guilt, who heals every one of your ills, who redeems your life from the grave, who crowns you with love and compassion. The Lord does deeds of justice, gives judgment for all who are oppressed. He made known His ways to Moses, and His deeds to Israel's children. The Lord is compassion and love, slow to anger and rich in mercy. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so strong is His love for those who fear Him. The Lord is kind and merciful.
2: A reading from the first letter of Saint Paul to the Corinthians. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud, all passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them, and they were struck down in the wilderness. Now these things occurred as examples for us, so that we might not desire evil as they did, and do not complain as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. These things happened to them to serve as an example, and they were written down to instruct us, on whom the ends of the ages have come. So, if you think you are standing, watch out that you do not fall. The Word of the Lord.
0: Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Repent, says the Lord, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was teaching the crowds. Some of those present told Jesus about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did or those eighteen who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then Jesus told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, For three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? The gardener replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year, until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord In the first reading, it's beautiful. God sees the need of his people who are being terribly mistreated. And God is fed up and is determined to do something about it, to free them from their terrible situation. God does not want people bowed down, imprisoned and in slavery. And God acts definitively in history at his perfect timing by calling on his servant Moses, Set my people free. And God doesn't stop at that. The Lord then works with and through Moses and his brother Aaron and the people of Israel to achieve that freedom that God desires for his people. It's God's action with our cooperation, the cooperation of the people who are open and positive to God's will and are willing to listen and put themselves aside and hear God's ways, which sometimes are very challenging Sometimes it doesn't make sense, and we might think, oh, I think I know better, or shouldn't we do this instead? But it's God who's leading us. Many people throughout history have asked, how can God stand by and see so much suffering and so much injustice in the world and do nothing? But in reality, God does something. God is at work all the time. God sees and cannot stand wrongdoing and injustice in the world. God has done something and continues to do something about it. Particularly, God calls and commissions people of goodwill, like Moses and like us, to do something about what's wrong. As the saying goes, God has no other hands on earth now but ours. God wants to use our hands, our heart and our voices, and our actions to bring a helping hand and a just response to those in need. God is to be found in the hands and the hearts of all people who are helping in times of disaster and need. The message is God is with you. And it's found even in God's name, which God reveals to Moses. God's very name, which is mysterious and unable to be fully and completely translated. And it's so holy, we don't just go using the name all the time out loud. In fact, we we avoid saying it. But God's very name means many wonderful and mysterious things. Basically translated, God's proper name can't be actually translated properly, but it's like, I am. It also means, among other things, I am with you. God promises to be with all who strive to work for justice in the world. God is also with the people who are suffering and in need. God's main way of relating to us is compassion, that is, suffering with, not over, not behind, but with and in us. God is suffering in and with the people as close as possible to those who are enduring these experiences. We can't have anything closer than that, and it's mind-boggling. Jesus really makes another very important point. There is no connection between sin and the misfortunes that might happen to us or others. Whether the cause is human willpower, like Pilate killing worshippers, or an accident, a tower collapsing on people. Insult is added to injury by this very wrong suggestion that's quite old, but it still exists to this day, that somehow the poor and the sick, or victims of crime or accident or disaster, have somehow brought these situations on themselves or are somehow being paid back by God for their wrongdoings, or deserving of misfortunes that happen to them or their dear ones. What a terrible thing to say or to suggest to people who are absolutely crushed and burdened already with suffering. Jesus makes it quite clear, this is not payment for sin. If so, everybody would have a tower falling on them. Everyone would be struck down, and they're not. And the good suffer, and sometimes those who've done really bad get away with it, seemingly, in this life. Our Lord shows that he always cares very much about the poor and the suffering. And he points out that if it really was the way of God, everyone could expect a building to fall on top of them when they did the wrong thing. For there are many, many great wrongs throughout our community and in our world. And most of those wrongs are not visited with any kind of divine or natural human disaster. So it's clear that that's not God's way of acting. So Jesus in this gospel is really clearly freeing us from a misconception. On one hand, it stops us from facing the real causes of evils and wrongs befalling us. When people wrongly attribute disasters to some kind of fatalism which plunges us into not being able to do anything so that we can only accept what's happened as something we deserved. That's disastrous. To advocate an image of God as one who works through malice of others or natural disasters to punish the wicked is really a terrible distortion of the true image of God and his love and his life. And Jesus rejects that suggestion in today's Gospel quite clearly. God has, in his wisdom, given humanity freedom, true freedom. But he wants us to use that freedom to build up, not to tear down, to heal, not to kill. So God has made a world of freedom, and it's unfolding. But it doesn't mean that God is willing bad to happen. But it does allow for all sorts of things that do happen, and God then is there with the people to assist them. Unavoidable disasters or events or even bad things happening at the hands of malicious people is not a sign that the victim is punished. Absolutely not. If one wants to see where God's hand is at work, it's not there. God's hand is at work in the middle of a tragedy, but don't look to God as the cause of the disaster. Rather, look for God's hands in the hands of those rallying to offer help, practical help, in times of disaster and loss. We see Christ in the loved ones and friends and even strangers who are helping and embracing mourners, bandaging the wounded, feeding the starving, rebuilding fallen structures and so on. That's where God's at work. A more helpful sign of the results of sin is the failure to bear fruit in situations where it should be possible. Our Lord states this in the parable immediately following in verses 6 to 9. In the gospel, Jesus reminds us that God is not filled with anger, vengeance and summary justice, but God is a loving parent, long-suffering, greatly forbearing. God is patiently waiting for and at work encouraging our deeds for the good fruits of our faith, hope, and love. Jesus is not the God of punishment, but of patience, mercy, justice, and love, and willing fruitfulness, and encouraging it. God is so patient, and we are grateful for that, and we do not take it for granted. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. God has rescued people from slavery and brought them to the promised land and so let us confidently ask for our needs.
2: that the Church may continue to announce the message of repentance and inner conversion. We pray to the Lord that those burdened by guilt may come to experience peace through true reconciliation with you and your people. We pray to the Lord that those oppressed by unjust governments may have their liberty restored to them. We pray to the Lord that our lives may be enriched by the love we share with one another. We pray to the Lord that those who have died may enter into the kingdom of heaven, especially those for whom we now pray. We pray to the Lord.
0: Eternal God, we ask you to listen to our prayers so that we may come to appreciate more and more deeply the life you call us to share with you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. And may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Be pleased, O Lord, with these sacrificial offerings and grant that we who beseech pardon for our own sins may take care to forgive our neighbour. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just Our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you have given your children a sacred time for the renewing and purifying of their hearts, that freed from disordered affections, they may so deal with the things of this passing world as to hold rather to the things that eternally endure. And so with all the angels and saints, we praise you as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy the mystery of faith. Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognising the sacrificial victim With the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help may this sacrifice of our reconciliation we pray o lord advance the peace and salvation of all the world be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant francis our pope and mark our bishop and his assistant ken There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. The sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for her young. By your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are they who dwell in your house, forever singing your praise. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection. As we receive the pledge of things yet hidden in heaven and are nourished while still on earth with the bread that comes from on high, we humbly entreat you, O Lord, that what is being brought about in us in mystery may come to true completion. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for your generous time and prayer on this celebration of the third Sunday of Lent. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Direct, O Lord, we pray, the hearts of your faithful. And in your kindness, grant your servants this grace, that, abiding in love of you and of their neighbour, they may fulfil the whole of your commands. Through Christ our Lord, Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Faith, Hope and Love, A Time of Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Reverend Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd Edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993 Australia. Lenten Hymn, Have Mercy, inspired by Psalm 50, music by Paul W. Kelly and arranged with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2020. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you.